This is Movies First with Alex First. The year before last, Gal Gadot fronted DC Comics' Wonder Woman and the film did great business. I dare say Disney is hoping for the same from Brie Larson, who's the first female lead in a Marvel franchise. In fact, Larson is or becomes Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Carol Danvers. A former officer and Air Force test pilot, Danvers becomes the universe's most powerful hero when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races, the Kree and the Skrulls. Danvers is a maverick and not easily controlled, but through her journey she finds her true self and the path to harness her incredible powers. Set in the 1990s, Captain Marvel the movie sidesteps the traditional origin story template with Danvers already possessing her superhero prowess. Leaving her earthly life behind, she joins an intergalactic elite Kree military team called Star Force, led by their enigmatic commander, Yon Rog, Jude Law. After Danvers is trained and worked with the Star Force team, she finds herself back on Earth with new questions about her past. In fact, because of what's happened to her, Her past has effectively been erased and comes back to her in dribs and drabs as events in the film unfold. While on Earth, she quickly lands on the radar of Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson. They must work together against a formidable enemy in the form of the Skrulls, the notorious Marvel bad guys made even more dangerous by their shape-shifting abilities. Their leader is Talos, Ben Mendelsohn, who's spearheading a Skrull invasion. Captain Marvel also features Annette Benning as the supreme intelligence, the spiritual leader of the Cree people. You're listening to Movies First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. I can't say I particularly warmed to the start, which seemed like relatively pedestrian fair, but there's no question things got a whole lot more interesting after Carol Danvers was ambushed. Remember, this is a woman coming to terms with the fact that she's different to others, but has only nightmares about her past. She takes time to grow into her own skin, so to speak. I found quite a lot of the film silly and simplistic, not to overlook that it's about as far-fetched as you can get. However, that's not to do an injustice to the humour, which bobbed up frequently enough and was at times most amusing especially concerning video and the speed of the internet 20-odd years ago. And Marvel does like its special effects, of which there is no shortage. Mind you, the idea of a radiant, and I mean literally glowing, Captain Marvel flying through the universe seems just as preposterous as when Superman first did it all those decades ago. Mind you, he wasn't radiant. I must tell you that a household cat all but steals the show but I'm resisting any temptation to say any more about that. You're not sure for quite some time who's on whose side, that is, who's out to get whom. In other words, allegiances shift as true colours are revealed. Brie Larson does okay, although I can't get away from the feeling that she's simply playing dress-up. But many a Hollywood name has done similarly and taken the money and run with it. So why not Larson, who first shot to prominence in the dramatic thriller Room. And I really enjoyed the performance of Samuel L, 
who technology has enabled to shed decades facially. We can see how he developed a part of his attitude as the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Captain Marvel is hardly world-beating fair, although it does fit rather neatly into the Avengers universe, and for that, screenwriters and directors are to be congratulated. Captain Marvel scores a 6 to 6.5 out of 10. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First. Subscribe to the full podcast at Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.